is a smooth son of a gun, that James Coburn. As an actor, he turned stuff that was quite slight, quite slight, into something special. Why? Because he played, he played the whole thing with importance. What he did was important. It's the same in Our Man Flint and a man called Flint, sorry, in like Flint, and a man called Flint, um, he plays, doesn't play the irony of that, he plays it seriously. Consequently, you feel that the whole thing has an air of seriousness and bears looking at. And this is him in um, 1974 thriller, The sign Project. Yeah, it's, um, it's British, actually. It's uh, directed by... Um, by um, Len, by Ken Hughes, um, Lee Grant's in there as well. It's uh, it's written by um, well by Barry Levinson, Jonathan Lynn. So you know you're okay with this. And really, the idea is that James Coburn is the I don't know if he's the head, but he's part of a shady secret service, British secret service, albeit he's American in. Uh, and he's he's talking to various agents about there being um, somebody who is dirty in the organisation. A bit like Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy and loads of other films of this type. Conspiracy movies. Bear in mind this came out in 74. Nixon resigns in 74. You've got all those conspiracies and all of that. You know, something is rotten at the heart of government. Something is rotten everywhere. So, you know, those kind of things do actually um, really pervade a lot of films at this time. And films where you, you never get to the bottom of it. And that's the case here. He persuades several of his, um, of his officers to off each other. And then waits in his very nicely appointed... Um, apartment looks like a gentleman's club to be honest he's smoking a cigar and waiting for the phone to ring and he's got a list of an itinerary this person goes to this house this person leaves this house this person goes to he wants them to kill each other so no one is left except his love interest um, played by Lee Grant who's kind of on to him because she's um, an investigative journalist plays Gene Robertson in this and it's a really slight story. Will he get Will he get what he wants? He seems to, but will he? It's a lovely twist at the end. Really important. But it's actually the actors that do this, that really make this movie. You've got Ian Hendry as Alex, who's not up for killing. He's a bit squeamish. He's one of those kind of pen-pusher secret agents of the type that you do see in John le Carre's work, they're never in the field. They're always behind a desk. His conversation with James Coburn takes place, it seems, in a hall of mirrors, which constantly um, reflects his cowardice back at him. He's sweating a lot and he's got some kind of illness or drug addiction, we don't know which, which, which means he has to inject himself. You've got um, Keenan Wynn. As E.J. E. Farnsworth, who seems to be his boss. You're never sure how. You're never sure why. You're never sure if he is. People like Michael Jaston, as one of his agents, the boffin, David Baker, who's up for a bit of nefariousness. 
if that's a word, nefariousness. And um, it's really kind of go ahead. He's, he knows what he's doing. And then you've got Harry Andrews as Albert Parsons, works as a masseur in a gentleman's sports club. So he has a lot of, um, a lot of chat that he reports back. And he's a bit of a bruiser. <laughs> it's just great, actually. Julian Glover's in there as well. Terence Alexander's in there. Not a massive cast, but a really good one. And that is what gives this film its absolute quality. You never know what's going on. He's a spider at the middle of the web. As uh, Harold Wilson famously said once, talking about political conspiracies, he thought there was one against him, certainly. And he could have been right, actually. Anyway, he's the spider at the middle of the web, setting people against each other. And then he's got plausible deniability. There's that phrase. He can say, I never told them to do that. They must have all offed each other. I don't know how that happened. Because he's only talked to them. He's only told them face to face what to do. But will he get away with it? He's positioning himself in the firm. You never know what's going on. There's lots of quick cutting. But whenever you go, you go back to James Coburn, his um, scenes are longer they're calmer. He gets interrupted by his love interest and he wants to get her out of there because he needs to make sure that people are ringing up. And of course, the blip in this plan comes with Alex, Ian Hendry, who just feels he can't do it. And James has to go out of his well-upholstered apartment to see him. But the, 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 the scenes early on are quick, Let's get the business done. And then once the business is set, James Coburn's scenes where he's waiting are longer. The other scenes are much, much shorter. It's really actually well directed by Ken Hughes, who um, was co-writer and director of Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. So he knows what he's doing. And um, he does a really good job here. It's got a lightness of touch. There aren't any auteur moments. It's about the the speed of the whole thing. Everything needs to be done in a certain amount of time. That's where the thrills come. But as with a lot of films of this age, like the Parallax View, for instance, no one quite knows what's going on. No one quite knows who's working for who. No one quite knows who's dirty and clean. No one quite knows what the other person wants. It's a feature of movies of this age. And this is a really good example. Nothing happens, but loads and loads does. Ta-ta.